2: You are listening to the iFanboy Pick the Week Podcast, episode 296, brought to you by Graphically and iFanboy listeners just like you. to the iFanboy Pick-a-Week Podcast, episode 296. My name is Ron Richards, and as always, I'm here with Connor Kilpatrick. Hello again. And the venerable Josh Flanagan. Sup? I don't know what venerable means. So we oh, are from the great. website ifanboy.com, which is a website that's dedicated to the enjoyment and celebration of comics and comic book culture and all wonderful things like that. And in doing so, we read a bunch of comics every week. And then one of us has the duty of going through his, his stack and identifying the book that he felt was the most enjoyable of the week and deeming that the pick of the week. Um, and then we come back here to talk about that book as well as the other books and anything else of interest related to comic books, only comic books. We're not talking sports. We're not talking
0: – Whoa, wait. Know, yeah. We're not doing sports? No
2: sports. I cut that out of the script No sports I brought my jersey (laughs) So quick reminder Before we get into the show uh, A reminder and a warning We're going to talk about What happens in the comics So if you haven't read Your books yet Press pause Come back Listen then Avoid getting spoiled Spoilers You just walk around The universe You just get bombarded With spoilers We're just trying to Protect you So be careful This week Connor had to pick Connor uh, Take it away
0: I can't talk about AJ Burnett And how much he sucks (laughs) Well you could But (laughs) Alright fine it's called The Tom Big Boy. Unit. <laughs> That's, <hot. laughs> That's a sports term, right? <laughs> so this week I had a lot of really good books. I had a lot of books. First of all, I, I, I can't seem to go below 20, and now that we're heading into the DC reboot, I don't know that maybe 30 will be the new number. Oh, God. It feels like they're trying to combat low sales with just printing. Send it out. Ship them all out. Do it. <laughs> Put, send them all at the front door. So I had at the, end of the, at the end of my stack, I had three books that I really liked a lot, and I could make a case for all three to be pick of the week. So I did the the typical hold them in my hands, sort of weigh them, and think about which one I actually (laughs) – Did you go with the the heavier one? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. well, This one had more pages. This one had better cardstock. I had my little digital scanner I do for the mail. I weigh them all. My digital weight, you know. (laughs) At the end, it comes Um, down to
1: mass. So at the
0: end of the day, I went with Severed Number 1 from Image Comics, written by Scott Snyder and Scott Tuft and art by Attila Futaki. Um, this is from this is the new indie, independent book from Scott Snyder, who writes Batman, Detective Comics, and he writes uh, America Vampire, and uh, one of the true up and comer, big name up and comers we've had in the last five years. And uh, the story of Severed is is, is it, it's really it's the story of America. <laughs> there's a there's a there's an old man in the, in the fifties, and he someone drops something off at his house and scares the crap out of him. And the old man's missing an arm, and we find out his name is Jack. Garen, we, we flashbacks to 19, six, 19, oh, 1916 when Jack's a kid. He's a violin prodigy. He's about to go to this violin academy. Instead, he decides to opt for life of being a hobo. <laughs> he, he heeded the call, the the American <laughs> hobo call that many. Uh, <laughs> early in the nineteen sixteen, you could just do that. You just say, "Screw this! I'm going to go be a hobo and live life on the rails." So he he, he throws on his clothes, throws some stuff in a bindle. And uh, he doesn't have a bindle, but I like to pretend he has He's a bindle. A and I, wonder, I wonder if Hodgman is going to read this book. <laughs> and he takes his violin case and he heads to the trains. Meanwhile, there's a man called Mr. Uh, Harper, Mr. Porter. And, uh, he goes and he goes and picks up an apprentice at an orphanage. Apparently he could also do that in 1916. <laughs> you just walk into an orphanage and be like, I need an apprentice. I work for General Electric. Give me that one. And there's they would a say, boy. here you go. <laughs> With no paperwork or background checking at all required because and, – And they're very thankful for the opportunity. <laughs> to get one last mouth to feed. So Mr. Porter takes his young apprentice out. And Mr. Porter installs lights for General Electric, the newfangled light bulbs. And he wires houses like famous actresses houses like Mary Pickford. And Mr. Porter tells the kid that he's a good salesman because he's got sharp, sharp, sharp teeth behind his pretty white ones. Which is an omen. And so when the little boy goes to the, the practice house they have to practice wiring, which seems weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Porter takes off his dentures, revealing he does in fact have a mouthful of sharp teeth. And meanwhile, Jack has lots of troubles on the rails because hobo life ain't easy. He gets kicked off the train by a train cop, which they had back then. And uh, was saved by a bunch of other hobos who, who he <laughs> wanted to pay, but he's got no money. They say, don't worry, everything gets eaten on the, tr- on the train, which to me... Feels like at that point I jump off.
2: This so. whole comic was wrought with, with warning signs. And
1: <laughs> People who and really don't know how to ignore them.
2: And it's funny. Is that a metaphor? Can... No, no. I have
0: sharp, sharp teeth. It's not. I'm telling you. <laughs> don't go into the dark room.
2: There you I go. I, it, I can't tell right, right response.
0: <laughs> I respond. Right You read it straight and it sounds funny. But really, it's really kind of very creepy. And one thing we've learned from Scott Snyder in Detective Comics and even on American Vampire, but actually strangely enough more in Detective Comics, is that he's really good at creating mood. And not just mood, but cre- creepy, unsettling mood. And that's what this entire book was. And we talked to him in San Diego. You can watch our San Diego video show. He talked about how he wanted to do a horror book that wasn't like an over-the-top slasher type of horror, even though there's a guy in here with sharp teeth who's apparently a, a, a traveling serial killer. He wanted to make a book that was scary and creepy and unsettling and made you feel uncomfortable. And... That's what he did with this issue. It was a uncomfortable issue. You were waiting for this reveal of this killer. You were waiting to see what happened to this kid in the on the train, and you're waiting for the two stories to collide. Because in the beginning, we see that Jack is missing an arm, and he's scared of this guy, uh, Mr. Harper, who's apparently returned in this in his older life or something related to that. So the whole point, the whole time, was a lot of tension, waiting for it to be released, and you know it hasn't even really been released yet in this seven issue miniseries that uh, features fantastic art from Attila Futaki, who is a European artist. Beautiful. doesn't look like much else on the books right on the stands right now. It doesn't look like your typical image book. It doesn't look like your typical comic book. Um, very very big open panels that set set the mood, set the place. There's a lot of great establishing shots. It just really looked like anything. Nothing else I read uh, this week, and it was just wonderful. This comic. Yeah, the, the artwork. The artwork is really what captured me
2: about it. I thought, it, and I'm trying to remember who it reminds me of. I can't, and I can't recall because I'm tired. But um, <laughs> but uh, it, it 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 had it gave me a feeling of a, a different artist, but it totally unique and totally like in a I just I, I love the you know like it just it's, it seemed to fit the time you know mm-hmm. between the coloring and the the composition and just and and nail the 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 period you know the the clothes and all that sort of stuff. It just I I got lost in the story while I read this book, which is what you want. So
0: and the men had these weathered early century faces because the times were tough back then, and they all they're all wrinkly and, and sunbeaten and it just really the characters felt felt authentic and they, f- they looked authentic and it was just tons of fun jo- I mean, Josh I'm assuming you read this too
1: oh yeah definitely I, th- I think that uh, Ron actually touched on it a little I think the color had a ton to do with this yep. um, it was really and it was all by the same uh, Attila Fatagi, the, the same artist but uh that was really the part where a, a lot of a lot of books go away uh when the coloring isn't any good and that was sort of key to this and it it set that that palette of sort of when he's he's on the train and it's all that yellow orange brownish and then in the in the scary room where he's going to practice wiring everything is blue and gray and,
2: and <laughs> yeah. awful um so that that part really worked for me it was it was really good it was what oh, I, I got it was, i got it. it it reminds me of like a cross between uh sean phillips and john cassiday okay Sorry. Interesting. Yeah. just jump to me. Um, Sorry.
1: I think uh, I think, uh, it's a great first chapter. Not Sean I Phillips. Really want to Not know. Sean
2: Phillips. Who's the guy who did Joe the Barbarian? Sean uh, Murphy. Sean Murphy. That's it. cross between John, Sean Murphy and, and John Cassidy. I'm sorry, to interrupt, Connor. I mean, Josh. Wow. I'm really tired. This is going to be don't a even, fun show. Don't even know. My, uh, I, I left the stove on. Sorry. Are we doing a show? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> anyway, Bill. Oh. Uh, but do you see I what I mean, like show, uh, the hair. Yeah, like, I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> it's a really good
1: first chapter, and I like to because they started with what happens in the future, and you know that uh, Jack survives. Like I, I'm very interested in seeing how we get from one place to the other because you know there's a whole big story that's going to be told in there on the rails and all that. And uh,
0: what's well, interesting the, is that what I didn't even law. think about it till now is the title of the book is Severed, and he's missing an arm. Oh yeah, yeah
2: there you go. Uh,
0: I, I bet it's you he's going to lose the arm at some point. You
2: think? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm looking at the last page, the horrifying last page, of, when we see Porter and his whole kind of monstery thing. And Does he have his shirt off and he's got all weird tattoos? Yes.
0: Yeah, yes. Interesting. Yes. There's a light bulb tattoo yeah, on there. Yeah, there's a
2: light bulb. There's a, there's a, there's a uh, movie projector. There's boxing gloves. There's an back elephant. Back then, tattoos were, were, you know, that were Harbinger bad back then. Yeah, yeah, I know. Global um, like, language. Yeah, the hobo language. Yeah, exactly. There's a whole lexicon of tattoos and how they relate to hobos.
1: Oh, that's totally what it is. (laughs) No. That's fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) I I think at the end he's going to be like, so... Is that why you're missing an arm, Grandpa? Oh
2: no, that's unrelated. <laughs> no,
0: no, that was just, that <laughs> oh no, I lost it a couple years later, car accident. <laughs> I was in I was in Poland. It
2: was, uh. Jesus, um, no. But as I was saying with the art, the, the some of the faces and the hair and stuff like that remind me of um, Sean Murphy, and then some of the um the the composition stuff, a little Cassidy, little European, like kind of when Cassidy goes like really European, like kind of stuff that he did for um, humanoids. Um, I really like it. I really square. like
0: it. So. Yeah, I liked a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go live a hobo life now. Hey, Apparently
1: man. you can just do that. Yeah, you can. You've you've been you've been on the edge of it for a long time. So I think we all <laughs> see this as have a you, natural have progression. You your,
2: have you picked your hobo name though? That's the question. No. No. All right, boxcar Jimmy. Yeah, you see, there's a whole. Oh, I'm, I'm just
1: spitballing. List. Spindly Phil.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a whole list.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna just start calling you Spindly Phil. <laughs> you gotta really concentrate when saying that. By the way.
0: Filled Willie. All right, let's S- figure it out. <laughs> so, good
2: job, Scott Snyder and Scott Tuft. And, yeah, no, it's, a- and, a- and it's really Daki.
0: good to see. We often see guys start an image, go to Marvel and DC and never heard from again in terms of creator owned stuff. But it's good to see that Scott Snyder, and again, again we should mention his co writer, Scott Tuft, who is his childhood best friend. But Scott Snyder's done a lot of high profile, yep. the highest profile work you can do at DC Comics. And he's still, it's good to see he still has creator owned stuff that he wants to do. Yeah, It's still out there because oftentimes these guys just never come back. So, yeah. It's nice. The other book that was almost picked a the league was The Punisher, number one, from Greg Rucka and Marco Cicchetto. And the, I think the only thing keeping it, hold, holding it back was that the art was not as strong on this book as Severed. Um, story-wise, I loved it. I love Greg Rucka. This was very much, to me, a harder-edged Gotham Central in the Marvel Universe.
2: Yeah. I mean, this was, this was really strong. I mean, Rucka's story was really, really strong. I, I too, struggled with the art. I wrote a I wrote a review of this that went up on Monday on iFanboy.com. You can go back and check that out. Um, and really it was there – were, there, were, there were pages and panels where I really liked what Chiquetto was doing and I saw kind of I, – I understood why he got the gig. Like some of the, some of the action sequences and the, that one page with the bride, with the, with the flowers, you know, like that. Yep. Those were really good. But then I felt as if the, the quiet, move the story along moments were just not as strong. Um, and then, like the the non actiony kind of sequences, and then I did struggle a little bit with some of the storytelling in some of the action sequences. Like, was okay. Wait, what happened from this panel to this panel? I'm trying to, you know, piece those two together. Um, it's the art isn't awful. It just wasn't, you know, no. it wasn't. It, it didn't it, hit on on the five star note for me. So. It wasn't. I love the, yeah. the. page. The art wasn't.
0: Good. <laughs> you didn't think it was good at all. <laughs> there
1: were there was one sequence that I thought it was good, and it was when uh, Frank shows up in the. It was a two-page spread. Frank shows up in the, the I guess a club, and he starts shooting everybody. The, I was like, "This end. is really well laid out right. and, and looks really good." But, uh, f- well, th- one of the other things I didn't like about it was like, these are basically the characters from Seven. And yeah. at one point, yeah. like it was Morgan Freeman's face, and another point it wasn't. Like one of it was yeah. a straight up shot from Seven, and and it'd be I mean it'd be one thing if they stuck with that the whole way through. But it wasn't even that. Well, that's it was, always like, the problem with photo
0: that. referencing. you yep. never you never stick. That, I
1: it. really didn't like that. It threw me off. Basically, I just he's not up to he's not up to snuff with with Rucka's story writing. Like yeah. it's it's not a, a good match. Um, and all I mean, also the other thing was like I, I was just it was I don't know if that was an artistic choice to make them look like that, but once I was like oh these are the cops from Seven. This is Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt. Like that threw me off a little bit. I, yeah. I didn't like
0: that. Story wise, I love the idea that. I mean, we, none of us are huge Punisher fans, and Ew. Punisher can become really competi- repetitive, but uh, I like the idea that he's this sort of unseen force in the background, the way Batman was in Gotham Central, that he is in the shadow mostly, he appears... It, this is mostly about the cops, these two cops that are investigating a murder that he he was involved in, but they didn't know he was involved in, and then he appears at the end, and shadow it kills people, and now we know he's got a connection to this one cop, because I, I love the little backup feature that was done... Yeah, the, sort the, of the script style. Fashion. Yeah, yeah. Um, of this cop's recounting a, uh, his big bust that got him a detective shield, which really the Punisher, was, you know, handed yep. him. Yep. I just love story-wise, I love this from top to bottom. Yeah. I, I thought it was a great way to do the Punisher without making it um, repetitive and pale in comparison to the other Punisher stories.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I'm a little torn because, as you know, Greg Rucka, you know, if, he he's, not my, if he's not my favorite writer he's in comics, he's right there. Uh, Saved your life but in Vietnam, that too. Yeah. yeah, well, it was Afghanistan, but I can't talk about it. Um, but at the same time, like I don't know, I, I didn't love it. I wanted to, um, but I yeah, think that the, that's I kind think of the where I ended up
2: too. That's where I ended up too. I didn't love it. I wanted to, but I did. The art just wouldn't let me love it. I I really like the story. I really like yeah. the, the the words, but yeah. I like the concept
1: more than yeah. than the execution so far. But you know, I have I have no doubt that I'm gonna, I'm going to keep reading. I really don't like the Punisher, like. Yeah. It's hard to get me to buy a Punisher book. This was probably one of the few names that would get me to do that. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. I'm going to see what happens. Cool.
2: Yeah. All right. Um, Houches. So, so, yeah. So, Connor, the, your other contender for Pick of the Week was the Infinite number one, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, did just it's, read the Infinite number one? No. <laughs> Good. Good man. Oh, it's man. It's coming, though. The other it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um. I'll say this: some of the now I've, I've been, you know, I was there. <laughs> I was there in 1990. I was there for the, the the emergence of Rob Liefeld. 21 years later, I've always kept tabs on what he's been doing. I've always at least looked at what it was if I didn't buy it. You know what I mean? Like we, he did, remember he did those Teen Titans issues of a, a few years awful. ago. I bought those. Agreed, awful. All the Deadpool shit. This is some of the best Liefeld stuff I've seen in years. I'll give him credit. He he drew his ass off on this. Um, you know, and y- yes, I'm looking at a page where there's a full foot and an ankle and everything. So um, I'm wondering if
1: if I'm wondering if Kirkman called him on that. I think so. Like like yeah. he like edited those pages. Like you can do better than this. Yep. And I know that that's weird because one is sort of the disciple, but it's sort of like reverse now. Yep. Because I think that if you force him into doing it, he can do the kind of work that even just Kirkman wanted to see. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's just that's just a theory.
2: It's uh, who knows? Quite possibly. But all I gotta say is you you got you got a. Battle in the future, seems all hope is lost. Hero goes back in time, finds himself and his buddy, and starts preparing to fight the war in, in, um, you know, before it even starts.
0: Awesome premise. Absolutely <laughs> I like it. Yeah, um, It's somewhat cable-y. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little bit, a little more bit. than a little bit. A little but bit. Uh, I, just, I, I will not buy a Rob Liefeld book unless I force to like the DC relaunch. Wow, wow, yeah. that's bold. I just, I just don't like it. I'm not coming down on it one way or another. It's totally
2: it's not fine. my yeah, thing. No, it's, it's totally, it's so. totally fine. But, but for for me, I like it. I'm cool with it. Like the, the even the, there was a couple panels where the older guy and the younger guy were next to each other and they look alike, but you could tell the older version is older. Like it, there was there was enough attention to detail there. Um, and you know, and it's it's what Liefeld does. I mean, guns and pouches and pa- and shoulder pads and muscles and fighting and stuff like that. And the action sequences are great. And Kirkman was written, a, set up some pretty good characters, set up a pretty good story. Like I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. Let's, let's so If you like this kind of thing, yeah. And then there are people like I know you like this kind of thing. There yeah. are some who like that, and yeah. that, for them and you know i love time travel i love that you know and, yeah, and it was a little ter- and the thing is ca- it's a little cabley but cable was a little terminatory and this is a little terminatory and it's you know but it, it's fine it's so you know like it's it's fun and it's just like not questioning anything and just you know just go and and see what happens and come with me if you want to live exactly <laughs> and lots of guns but um and, and i'm pretty big, big guns. and i'm pretty sure one of the villains henchmen is just basically Omac, oh, but i'll let that go <laughs> it's just the dude with the big mohawk <laughs>
1: Because Jack Kirby hasn't been through enough. Yeah,
2: exactly. But <laughs> hey, I, I I read it. I bought the I bought the oversized hardcover in San Diego cause I, Cause they put an out an oversized hardcover in the first issue. <laughs>
1: So now instead of buying 25 copies of the first issue of something, you just buy one $25 copy yeah, of the first exactly.
2: issue. Exactly. But um, so I had already read it and I already enjoyed it. And, um, you know, so but it was great to see it come out an issue. And I you know picked up the issue as well to see what it you know so you looked smaller and normal. And it just it looks great. It's, just, it's fun. So, you just hate money. I just do. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, Infinite. So, I'm on board. Totally. I'm, Rachel no Rising. Yeah. Rachel Rising is Terry Moore's third series. Third. Yep. So, Rich Rising Number One, his third series. I was wasn't going to get this, but he was. He had it in San Diego. Uh, Rich Rising Number One. It was you know it came out this week, but he had it in San Diego. He he was you, signing copies, so I picked one. You up. weren't going to get it
1: in because ter- you weren't going to read it in issues.
0: Right, right. I, okay. I I read Echo in issues for about a third of the way, then I switched to trade. Found it infinitely more satisfying. That's fine. Um, Rachel Rising Number One is like Exhibit A is why I read Terry Moore in trade.
2: Really? Because you feel okay. as if it, just, it was just fell short. It it was
0: there was very little there.
1: Yeah, it yeah. always feels like you get to the last page before you want to.
2: Yep,
0: yep.
1: Uh, that, that's a that's a typical trademark. Uh, you know, here I felt like that too. I agree, and but I was used to it. I know. I'm like, all right, this is what happens with these. The, the one thing that I noticed as I was reading through this is like this is like the last analog comic book. Yeah, like all the sound effects, all the lettering, all there's no all the shading. there's no digital tricks that I can see. Yep. Uh, I like maybe, that about it. Yeah, the grayed too. out eyes or the background in that one scene but but other than that like <coughs> i was really like i was actually really impressed by that cuz it feels like he's actually gotten more like if you look at all the roots and all the dirt and everything in that first few pages like he's he's almost gotten looser yep He's gotten more sketchy, which is which is a, an interesting choice to take. It's probably a little faster, yep. but uh, I kind of liked that.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, no, I dug it. I mean, like he he promised this is going to be. It was it was funny because it shows how the 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 fickle not the fickle but the tough nature of launching a book and announcing it. And he kind of said this is going to be like a horror book. But mm-hmm. then he later then recanted, told us when we talked to him in Chicago. It's not really horror, just more like thriller, scary kind of you know type thing. And and I thought it started off on that right foot. I mean, you have a a girl basically rising out of the grave, you know, and then and then walking around, and she's got Well, you
0: know, not just that. Uh, she yeah. walks up to the grave, yeah. watches herself crawl crawl out of the grave. Yeah,
1: which is creepy. And then but. oh, I thought that was tamby
0: No,
2: <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs> I
1: mean, I'm not kidding. I did. Yeah. I, He's got a little bit of a thing where they kind of look alike.
2: Yeah, they, yeah, that's the yeah, the ponytails. Not, yeah, but yeah. um, uh, but I, you know, a lot of the, I mean, it just it's it's just great to see. You know, I love his stuff, and almost almost to the point of you know when he's working on his own stuff, can do no wrong. And I'll read an issue because I I I, I unlike you, not unlike you, but differing from you, I I was fine with Echoing issues, and I just like getting the six week fix um, as opposed to the couple of months. Um, great Fabio Moon back cover, by the way, too. Yeah, you're not kidding. Yeah. yeah. So.
0: The girl in the, in the beginning is wearing a turtleneck, like she is after, every, after she has that wound on right. her stomach. Yeah,
2: yeah. So.
0: I never thought to go back.
1: I just was like, oh, it's Tambi. They're all connected because that's yeah. a thing, right? <laughs> right. Well, it was. and I, it was, We
2: found out in Echo later on. Who knows if this is in the – I thought he in, said in the interview that like they're all in the yeah, – th- Yeah, they are. They are. So. They will be. But um,
0: Now, yeah. the almost pick of the week, the third choice, was DC Retroactive, the 1980s, The Flash. Oh, I wish you had made this pick of the week. Because it was awesome. It was fantastic. This was the well, – what's funny, what's funny about this is uh, it was DC retracted the 80s Flash by William Messner-Lobes and Greg LaRock, who were the 80s and 90s Flash team before Mark Waid took over. And he basically draws Wally's 90s costume. Yep. Because I remember it was dis- distinctly when he got this costume, it was in the early 90s. If you look back at the flashback issue in the back, he's wearing the '80s costume, which is yeah. different. He's got he's got the eye holes and different belt, but yeah, some, someone didn't tell Greg what era they were doing, but yeah. it's fine. It's close <laughs> enough. It's just, um, it was
1: just in the title. <laughs>
2: um, what What I found really funny about this was like it was it was very much you know it, it was very much to the time period, of course, as it was. But I was just laughing because I'm like, wow, Wally just doesn't, Wally just won't keep his mask on in this book. And no, remember
0: I, that was the thing he never. Yeah, and, you know, and then, he, then I went back to. His,
2: they reprinted it in one of the old eighties issues and I flipped through it. And he didn't keep his mask on in that book either. It
0: was yeah. <laughs> that, he was That's a public it, hero. He didn't have a secret identity. Everyone knew who he was. Yeah. So But like That's literally, it looks li- cool.
2: literally it would be like every it would be every other panel. Like there'd be a panel of him in full costume, the next panel, the mask is off, and the next panel, the mask is back on and he's running. And it was just like <laughs> Um. Yeah, this is just this, this is just a, I love these retroactive titles. They're so much fun. They're so great.
0: In this issue the crazy woman falls in love with Flash and in order to get his attention she takes on all the rogues and kicks their asses. Yeah. <laughs> and takes their powers and becomes a villain herself and the Flash has to stop her. And It was, you know, if you miss Wally West, pick it up. This yep. this great this Captain Cold scene.
2: Oh yeah. Um you get you get a lot of Len Snart's Sister, the we get the Golden Glider with that the Dumb ice skates that when she she used the ice skates to to, to untie the hostages. <laughs> like, whoa, wait, watch it. Watch it with the skates.
0: <laughs>
2: uh you get some Dr. Alchemy,
0: you get some. oh it's a great oh, great. This felt really really like we talked about it last time with the seventies issues where you know the writers are the same, but the artists weren't. This really felt like going back in that era because of the team. Yeah, totally. More so than than the, than the other the other ones. So this yeah. was fun. Totally yeah, fun. really well good. Really, really good.
1: Uh Red Skull number two. Um, if, I'm sorry, Phil had a very different tone than the retroactive Flash '80s book. <laughs> it's,
0: I'm, it's, I'm guessing It's
1: quite a change. Listen, if you had a book that's covers alone, like could could win uh, pick of the week honors, the these David Aja covers are that's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, except for the fact that they've got the Nazi doing the salute. Other <laughs> than that, I mean, I would totally put these on the wall. So, Josh, how have you been? No, um, they're <laughs> oh. they're really great. Um, but inside, you know, the story progresses. It, it's you're watching like this. It's interesting because it's a kid who's going to be a really evil person, and he's kind of halfway there. He's already violent and tough. And I just I was really impressed by the the artist sort of depicting this kid, and he looked like a kid because a lot of artists can't do kids; they can just do smaller Little adults. adults. Yeah. Uh, he looked like a kid, but he also had this like hard edge to him in this meanness that is in his look. It was really impressive character acting. Um from a, from a drawing standpoint. Um and he ends up sort of staying with a Jewish family and and you just go oh, this isn't going to end well. And you know, it, it's really it was a really nice book. Very few words, a, a lot of uh, a lot of acting and the storytelling and things like that that were done very very well. This knife that that Johann is holding all the time is this constant sort of threat and 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 symbol of the future. And then and then finally the the last thing that I wanted to point out was that Right away, I was like, these colors are really nice. And I look, and it's Matthew Wilson. And this – remember a few years ago, like, we were complaining about Marvel colors constantly?
2: Yeah. still a problem.
0: I know, but between, like, Matthew Wilson and
1: Betty Breitweiser – Like I'm just starting to see like these books look really good. Yeah, that's Uh, that's
0: that's like three or four books. It's still a line wide problem.
1: Well, I'm noticing it. Is is the point? Like I'm I'm seeing it. So like every once in a while, these really you know the guys who I think are really good colorists anyway. Uh, but it really worked for the book. Just another great issue. I didn't I I never read Magneto Testament, and I I guess I probably should have. Yeah, you should have. But you know, if you liked that, then you should be reading this
2: that's what i think so um shield volume two number two came out and uh, anybody who's uh been you know reading this along and waiting for like stuff to happen or like there's some to be some great you know kind of act this this was awesome this was really cool um I just I just love this whole premise. I just love. I just get lost in it. And in, in this issue, basically, um, the kid that we got introduced in the first um, in the first uh, series, Leonid, um, they basically put a pause to the war. They stop and they say, okay, well, you know, it's up to Le- Leonid is our you know whatever the our, the future. So let's 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 let him choose who we should follow, Da Vinci or Newton. And so everybody goes to this big gallery room, and Da Vinci and Newton plug into this machine, and it makes them spew their absolute truth. And Da Vinci reveals that, you know, he's sacrificed everyone and everything, and Newton reveals that he's killed and will kill again, and then Leonid has to use that information to decide who to back, and so he decides to back Da Vinci, and so Newton escapes into time, and now they're gonna go after him and go find him to the end of time, and it's just like crazy batshit insane ideas and just like with these awesome realistic mythical but realistic yet mythical characters and they're you know people are glowing and tesla has powers and howard stark has powers but it's just i just love it i absolutely love it and dustin weaver is all is amazing on the art so i know it's out there and i know it's crazy but i i just love every minute of it so, this one <laughs> this one really delivered I think I need to read these
1: when they're all together.
2: I'm curious. I re- would like someone who didn't read them or doesn't want, like, pick up the first
0: volume of the, of the yeah Yeah, the. I read and, the first couple, yeah.
1: and I was like, I'm not, it was too spaced out in between them. I think Connor said something yeah, like I've that. Yeah, I've dropped
0: so. it since because of that, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, yeah but but, but I, 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 if you read them all at once, I, I think it'll work really well, which is a, which is a Hickman thing. Yeah. But, I, but also, I, these I, take even longer.
2: There's not four weeks, there's six weeks between issues, right? So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I just love them. They're fantastic, so... Personally, for me, it works, and it ends. It ends with a, a tying back to the Celestials and the idea that maybe Newton was right. So um, I don't know. It just it just it's it's just big, big, big ideas. And if you can follow what's going on, if you keep track of who everybody is, which I've been able to, is it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's you know I like. It's-
1: it's reminding me in description of the Stevenson uh, Baroque trilogy. Yes, yes, and very that much. Makes yes, me want to read it. Yes. But also makes me want to read the Baroque trilogy again.
2: Yeah, <laughs> which is which is a whole another that's, rat hole to fall down. That's that's that's
1: a, a decade long proposition at this point. Yeah, yeah, you yeah
2: know. A lot of with math and theory and things. Oh, Principia Mathematica, bitches. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, Shield was fantastic. But um, but if you're looking for great uh, comic books to read, you should check out Graphically. Um, I Fanboy is owned by Graphically and. Operated by Graphly, and we are there working every day alongside with everybody at Graphly to give the best digital comics experience that you can have out there. Um, applications are available. You can read Graphly on the web at Graphly.com. You can get it on your Android phone, or your iPhone, or your iPad, or your Android-powered uh, tablet. Um, over four thousand books available from Marvel, Top Cow, Boom, IDW, ArKea Aspen, Dynamite. If you like the boys, you can catch up. If you've never read the boys, you can catch up on all the boys. It's all up there. Um, there's a ton, a ton, a ton of great stuff. Um, adding new publishers every day. Adding hundreds of new books every week. Um, Cowboys and Aliens recently. The, the movie just came out. If you were curious about the graphic novel, go pick it up on Graphically. If you uh, are, uh, have a Barnes and Noble Nook or you're, you're thinking about getting an e-reader, check out the Nook Color. There's a lot of really cool um, uh, applications for that. And uh, Graphically is powered Cowboys and Aliens, as well as Irredeemable and One and mouse guard and more coming on the nook so you definitely want to check that out um so go to graphically.com where you can see it all make sure to follow graphically on twitter twitter.com slash graphically and
0: get on board the the digital revolution today i'm gonna have to check that out yes Irredeemable 28 starts the new storyline as Plutonian returns to earth and as you might imagine he's kind of pissed he's he's like super he's vengeful (laughs) the people are not prepared in the beginning of this issue, the, pre, the acting president of the United States has announced uh, a deal to basically make the world a one country world because no one can afford to rebuild. So they're all going to work together to rebuild. And just as he's doing that, the Plutonian is carving his logo into the United States con- in the continent, the North American continent pretty much.
1: At one uh, point, they showed a lighthouse, but that never went near the coast. I'm just saying.
0: Mm, well, it went, near that, the, it went near the water and in in like the rivers, the, the, um, the Great Lakes and stuff. You don't put a lighthouse there. I don't know that. Maybe they have There's them in no Canada. G- Can They do things that are weird in Canada. <laughs> what do you put that there for, eh? So so Aces as they're playing this, 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 this great new world, uh, Tony shows up, brands his logo into the North American continent, and shows up at the base of the Justice League guest group, and they all, of course, lose their shit because they talk a big game when he's not around, but when he gets there, they all... It, it's, it, he hasn't destroyed them yet, but it looks like he's going to toy with them first. You know what my favorite part of this whole book was?
1: There's this little scene w- when he's staying like, in a high-rise hotel in Korea, and he's, fiddling, and he's naked, and he's fiddling with the air conditioner. Why is he doing that? <laughs> does he get hot? I, maybe. It just, I don't think he does. <laughs> he can control matter. No, I, re- I really enjoyed this issue. I'm, I'm poking fun. but I meant to put that in the panels, and I didn't get to it, but he's fiddling with the air conditioner. <laughs> don't concern yourself with that plutonium. It's fine. I wanted to talk about Batman: Gates of Gotham number four. This is another one that I really want to love, but don't quite. Uh, the before, artist
0: heard it. The art. Yeah, the art. art I the well, a couple things have happened with this book. One, we got du- Dustin Gwynn is now on this book. He was not the artist before, um, which isn't a bad thing. But Trevor no. McCarthy was on it before, and I really like Trevor McCarthy. See, I was the, loving that. I like this part better.
1: Uh, I I really like it, I, and I don't like this better. Or, but it was also Derek Donovan, so it was. I think it switched back and forth. The art style actually changed in the book, but not. It didn't seem to co- correspond with like what was happening. Like it, sometimes the art style will change from sort of if as you, you shift eras, and there's different eras in this book, but it just seemed like some pages were sort of rendered really tightly, and some weren't.
0: Um, the, the other thing that happened was that originally Scott Snyder and Kyle Higgins plotted the book, and Kyle Higgins dialogued it, and now. Sn- 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 snyder's pretty much out higgins is plotting the book and ryan Parrott is dialoguing it yeah so you've got even a new a third writer on the book so yeah if you're, you're talking about a five issue mini it's, it's a bit, it seems like it seems like this do you think
2: it i mean is it like great concept you were loving it at the start and then do you think it's just getting shuffled in lieu yeah. of the new stuff that's coming on
0: i just think the that suddenly scott snyder and Col has got mysteriously busy yeah, a few amazing. months ago and, uh
1: that's yeah there happened. was there was also there was also there was some storytelling problems you know in the beginning in the fight with the suit guy and robin yeah uh, like the at architect. one point yeah like at one point he's holding robin up or it's red robin actually and then like they reverse it and he kicks the guy I, I had no idea what happened there like it was not clear at all and I was like this, that's not good storytelling but I want to like it you know I like the
0: concepts of it a whole lot um, it but. definitely hasn't had it doesn't the, the premise is better than the execution so far yeah Eh. apparently it's gonna matter though if uh if you talk to me about the most disappointing book of the week wow probably yeah. Jonah x 70 yeah the final issue it, of Jonah x
1: it was built up as being the last one which was cool and then also having ryan sook on it was so that he, very exciting wonderful wonderful cover creepy as hell cover and then it was just a bunch of dream sequences and stuff that doesn't like, when you want to talk about stuff that matters and doesn't, that's when it feel like, I feel like it doesn't matter.
0: You hate dream sequences, or well, I love dream sequences. To me, it was just the execution of it was no good.
1: Um, well, I know, but I didn't know what the point was, and I didn't know, you know, the point what was, was real. He was,
0: he was he was being healed in the past, and he saw the vision of his death in the future. Yeah. Um, the problem was the arch changed in the middle. They had Ryan Sook for the first couple of parts, and then he didn't get to finish it. And, and according to what, we, what we've heard, Jimmy, told me did, they had to rush the art to finish it in time, and you could tell, and it just... It's yeah, tragic. It was not a strong way to end the series, which is no. the one series the last time
1: Well, and when I say, you know, I know I don't like dream sequences, but, but the thing about this book is that it's been so consistent from, from, for the whole thing, as having a certain type of story, that that's what I wanted. You know, like I wanted that, wow, Jimmy Palmiati actually inked it. Yeah. Well, you really had to go through
2: it. Um,
1: I, just, I just wanted another, another tough-as-nails Jonah Hex story to end it like they had been doing all along. Like that would have been fitting, I think.
2: Wow. Ah. It almost, it almost seems fitting to Jonah Hex. <laughs> you know, It's, 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 yeah. you know, it's like he's going to leave you unsatisfied. <laughs> it's tr- it's kind of true. I'll give you that. <laughs> Shit, he left with the gold. Yeah, see? <laughs> so um, uh, Wolverine number 13, just real quickly. Um, I feel like it's a slap in the face every time Wolverine comes out because you get this beautiful Jay Lee cover, and it just makes me realize how much I want Jay Lee inside of the book.
1: <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that until the very sorry, end of the sentence.
2: Yeah. I'm twelve. Sorry. <laughs> I, you know, Jay Lee hasn't been that impressive inside for a long time. I love these covers. These covers are beautiful, and yeah. I, just, oh, I would just love to get a Jay Lee penciled interior Wolverine book. That'd be amazing. So, that's, yeah, there so you enjoy both of those issues. Yeah, and so then the um the big uh, media frenzy book of the week was uh, uh Ultimate Fallout number four. The series that Connor. Uh, said you uh, don't need. It doesn't mean anything. Awful. Awful. Uh, became the whirlwind of media frenzy as the the new Ultimate Spider-Man revealed his identity to be Miles Morales, the half African American, half. Uh, uh, I have. H- I have uh, a question. Hispanic boy. Now, Connor, yes. you were not going to buy it. Did you not buy it? No, I didn't buy it three or four. It's
0: terrible. <laughs> I you, didn't buy it uh, either.
2: You know what I thought was really, what I thought was really interesting. They polybagged it, and I don't know if that was to keep the. I don't know why they polybagged it, but – Because there's a big spoiler in it. Right, but, the, but they posted the spoiler in USA Today. Every, every, <laughs> what are you talking about? They did it with Fantastic Four? No, every I, know. Well, no but it wasn't, I know. But it was clear polybagged. It wasn't like a black. It wouldn't have a logo. That's, like, it that's was just a because cl-
1: yeah. they're bringing people into the shop who haven't been in the shop forever, and that's what they expect. Yeah, okay, maybe. Who knows? That's They're trying to capture that sort of lapsed speculator market and have a couple of big quick hits.
2: But all i got to say is that holding it in the polybag made you realize how thin this issue was. It's like wow, that's really light. It's like
0: the second issue was terrible. It was it was exactly like that. It felt like it was ten pages long. Yeah, Uh, this
2: this but this one, you know, mainly the Spider-Man story was it was classic Bendis writing Spider-Man. I mean, and it it, and Sarah Pacelli's art was great in it. Um, You know, a good little taste of the new character, but again, didn't need it. Then the middle story uh, point uh, brings us back to Reed Richards uh, in the Negative Zone, crazy Reed Richards. So I assume he's going to be coming back. And then there's a long-winded. uh, Nick Spencer, Val Cooper introduction story, uh, I guess to set up the X Men. So, um, yeah, but I, I mean, I picked it up because of, I'm picking up all picking all of them up because I don't want to miss anything going into the Ultimate Launch.
0: Well, they've—they've been—they told you that you don't really need this issue. I know he's going to get I, explained completely in the first issue of Spider-Man. It was a reference to Ron, the uh, previous show. Josh,
2: I bought, uh, there's I, this guy. I, I, I,
1: <laughs> I bought this first issue, and I, listen—I can't ask anybody else because if this gets out that I don't know what's going on here, I, it's, it's my whole career, my family, everything.
2: <laughs> All right, so those are the books. It's this guy,
1: <laughs> Spider-Man, is not half black, is he? <laughs>
2: So these are the, books that came, those are the books that came out that we enjoyed. Go to ifanboy.com comics, and you can uh, do your pull list, and you can rate your books and review them and make your pick of the week after Wednesday. Um, and we want to highlight the top five picks of the weeks according to the iFanboy community. And coming in at number five is Flashpoint number four with 3.3% of the uh, pick of the week uh, dispersal. Um, number four was Avengers Academy number 17 uh, with 4.7% of the pick of the week's. Uh, number three was severed. Number one, Connor's pick of the week. Uh, Seven point four percent of you agreed with Connor. Um, number two was good old Flashpoint: Batman Night of Vengeance. Number three, <laughs> not bringing it up, with twenty-two point five percent of the picks of the weeks. And I gotta admit, it was all right. It no,
0: it was. Yeah. It was also disappointing.
1: It dude.
2: wasn't as good as the second issue. Yeah.
1: When your second issue is really good and has, it's really hard to follow that up. Remember uh, those three issue miniseries that Brian K. Vaughn did? That one with yeah. Wolverine, Wolverine and Hiroshima. Yeah. Same thing.
0: Well, no, I thought, to me, the disappointing part was the fact they tied it into Flashpoint. If they had it... If they had it yeah. on its own in the world, it would yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly. right. Agreed. Once we started talking about the, the events of the Flashpoint book, I went, oh, oh fuck. Yeah. Listen, yeah. listen. Also, there's this thing I got to do. Oh, come <laughs> on. Oh, that's awful. So That and, was that was ham-fisted.
2: And then uh, the number one pick of the week, according to the iFanboy community, was Secret Six, number 36, at 35.2% of you made it your pick of the week. Our it? old nemesis. Was that the last issue? Or? The last yeah. issue of Secret Six. Yeah. There you go. So Secret Six going out on top. Good Congratulations. Oh, good good job. An
1: emotional... Sort of capper kind of thing. Exactly.
2: So speaking of Flashpoint, uh, Connor, why don't you read the first user review?
0: Odare 77 reviewed Flashpoint number four and gave the story a two out of five and the art a three out of five. And as Ron said, 3.3% of you made this a pick of the week. And Odare 77 says, the thing is, this is meant to be important, but doesn't feel important. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those people saying it doesn't count because the reboot is in one month away. I just mean that there is no oomph. I never get the sense of the stakes. And I never feel like there's any real scale to the story. Events should have scale in my book. It seems to just boil down to a war between Amazons and Atlanteans and a bunch of heroes getting in the middle, along with a load of what-if ideas thrown in. The book doesn't even convey the cost of, to the Earth of this battle.
1: I don't, I, don't, I don't agree. Really? I actually really enjoy this for some reason. I'm not saying it's good. That's different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. It's kind of... It's a little wacky. I mean, if you just look at it like an Elseworlds story, like I don't agree that there's no stakes. It feels like Europe is burning, and every and like yeah. the whole this whole scene with the the you know there's not going to be any more pizza that kind of thing. But at the same time, it's got a lighthearted sort of classic comic feel. Um, yeah. I, I enjoy. I mean, it's it's a little strange. I I, I tweeted something about like there's a, a ten or eleven panel page is just characters strewn everywhere talking in a kitchen. Yeah, like <laughs> kind of crazy like that. Like I was like, you can cut down the Marvel family. This is an alternate universe. It's fine. Uh, but it was just, it was kind of odd in the juice box. I was like, "Well, there's Jeff Johns." Um,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, that kitchen know. got real crowded, didn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, but it did, like it didn't bother me. Like this is just the tone they were working with the whole thing, and yeah. and I I mean, it didn't even it's not even terribly consistent with Batman, but I kind of don't care. Like yeah. I had fun with it. I'm definitely having more fun than I do with Fear. There it is, fear itself. I just compared. Yeah,
2: there
1: you go. Um, it's not great. It's not like oh we're gonna look up, talk back about this story for years, but it's it's almost wacky fun at this point.
0: Uh, I, this issue is probably the weakest of the of the four so far, but still overall I think the stories are real strong. Yeah. I don't
2: know. I think it's a tie between this issue and two. Like it's funny because it's like <laughs> I feel like it's a up down up down like you know like it's going in these waves. Um, well then
0: it'll it'll end on a high note. Then. Hopefully then yeah. I
2: just I just want to know what happens really and like I, I generally want to know what happens. All right. Good.
1: But whether, whether it matters or not, it doesn't matter. I don't think it's a mini-series that's Elseworlds at this listen, point. Maybe listen, it will. Listen,
2: Josh, there is no justice between enemies. <sighs> There's so. no more pizza. I don't want I'd go fight. I love pizza. <laughs> so our next review comes well, from... So Pentor, you know, he invented
1: pizza. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like, this I eat. <laughs> our next review comes from P-Double, who reviewed Superman number 714. He gave the story a 1 out of 5 and the art a 3 out of 5. And nobody made it their pick of the week. And uh, P-Double says, At long last, our national nightmare of Superman walking is over. I feel, like it, I feel like we said that already. The story is so convoluted, I have no idea what the point was. The story revolves around a teacher in Ohio who got a Kryptonian crystal that made her internalize the sadness of Superman. And I assume his fans who are reading the story and gain his powers while messing with his head. The story managed to get truth, justice, and the American way in not once but twice... With the reboot coming in the next issue, there's even less reason to read the story. They just should have co- <laughs> just had a one shot of Superman being forced into a bare knuckle boxing, Captain Marvel, or even just a comic based on Three Men and a Baby with Superman and Steven Gutenberg. Anything. <laughs> I disagree with the premise that you.
0: I, I dis- disagree with the premise that you can't read this because the reboot's coming. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But but he's completely right about the story. This is the most complicated <laughs> piece of junk. Uh, great art by Jamal Igle who um, he's helped out at the end of this story but fantastic looking book but just the story wise oh I couldn't believe this was the last issue of Superman just have terrible
1: you, have you ever seen like a, a, a comic book I want to say story event whatever this is flame out in such a huge way wait let me change that have you ever seen one that JMS wasn't involved with <laughs> <laughs> it's true that turned it uh, listen history speaks for itself
2: <laughs> it's true
1: Oh, I, I, I don't. I don't know whether to feel bad for Chris Robertson or not. I don't know. Like, like he got yeah, some. He the got check some,
2: cleared. The check cleared. You know? I know,
1: but he got some outline. Was he like, "Oh, I got to stick to this"? But what the hell does
0: this mean? Yeah, this whole thing I did in Seattle. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Painful. Painful. It was pretty bad. Yeah. This I cannot believe they they saddled us with this for the last however year or so, whatever it was. Yeah.
2: But well, look forward. To Grant will be your savior. In, it in stopped being weeks. funny
0: too. Yeah. That was the worst I,
2: crime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I like the metaphor of the title. It's
1: just grounded. It's just, just grounded. grounding us into the dirt. And the ca- another
0: another bizarre Cassidy cover. You see the cover? No, I didn't. He's flying right at us. He looks kind of like Andy Garcia. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, current Andy Garcia? <laughs> More like young Andy Garcia?
1: Oh, okay, at least that.
0: Yeah. Like Untouchables Andy Garcia.
1: Jeez. Oh. So you're saying Superman's Latino now? I can't, I can't <laughs> take this. Superman's
2: Latino. Anyway, so uh, go to ifanboy.com comics, and you can do your pull list and rate your books and review them, and maybe we'll read your review on the site, and you'll make us laugh
0: because that's, <laughs> that's what we like. So. If you listen to this show or our, our many shows, our video show, our Don't Miss show, our explodes, or all the shows we do, every week you find yourself wondering, how can I help these guys? They bring me so much fun and entertainment and make my comic reading experience more fun. Uh, well, there's many ways you can help us, and here, here are the best. Click on our banners, including... The WeLoveFine.com banner from Mighty Fine T-shirts. You, you'll notice in the banner there's a code for iFanboy users. iFanboy11 gets you 10% off their shirts. These aren't just random banners, people. These are tar- targeted to things you like. They got the cool Marvel license shirts, the Magneto Was Right shirts, all those. Um, they, have some, yeah,
2: they have some great shirts, some great comics theme shirts. They also have Muppets. They have the Muppet license, so all you Muppet yeah. fans out there.
0: So. Check it out. I looked, I looked at the website the other day, and they've got some good stuff on there. So check out WeLoveFine.com with code iFanboy11. Also, iFanboy.com slash Amazon. That's where you can get... Uh, make all your purchases through there. You can go to the Power by Amazon button. It takes you to Amazon proper and everything you buy that for the next 24 hours will get a little tiny piece of. No cost to you, just to Amazon. And finally, be a member at $4 a month or $42 a year for, or $10 a month or $100 a year. You can do that at store at fanboy.com or fanboy.com slash store. And uh, that you get a little prize pack. You get a, buttons and stickers and you get a t-shirt at the higher level and you get our thanks. And that's, that's the best way to help us out directly and we appreciate every single member we have. So...
1: I took a little bit of a chance on the book of the month as I decided what it was before I read it.
2: Well, I think, I think, it's, I think everyone should know also that we, we fought over it as well. Did we? Yeah, we did. I, was, I, wanted, I wanted to it write was, about it in July.
1: <laughs> wasn't out yet. You're not allowed.
2: No, I know. Exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, but uh, Petrograd from Oni Press, uh, written by Philip Gillat and uh, with art by Tyler Crook, just spoke to me. I, was, I, I saw the preview. I think we put it up for WonderCon – uh, and I thought, oh, I, I would
0: like this. And we talked and to Tyler would, Cook, too, in Wonder Kong. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: nothing nothing gave me any pause about it. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to go through with it. Because it was like you know, the 31st. And I was, I was like, well, I'm halfway done with it. I think it's going to be fine. you know, Unless they'd really drop the ball at the end. But but the, the thing is, they, they didn't. Um, what you have here is, um, it's not, I wanted to, I, I thought it was historical fiction. But it's actually, other than the it's sort of pretty identities of fact. the, it's pretty yes, Indian, yeah. other than the identities of the British, um, agents and sort of, you know, the the details of what happens in there. Uh, it's it's mostly true, I, from from what I understand. Um, we're going back to uh, Petrograd, or you may know it as Saint Petersburg, uh, or or Leningrad as it was later um, in 1916, end of 1916, just uh, as World War One is winding down, but just before the Bolshevik Re- Revolution, uh, where the communists took over Russia. And if you know anything about that time period, which I know some, not a ton, uh, the whole – the country was uh, ruled by czars as it has been for many – for a long time before that. And, and Grigory Rasputin is a, a spiritual figure, a monk, and he had a lot of influence uh, with the, uh, the royal family, specifically the Tsarina. And there was just a lot of intrigue and stuff going on at the same time that the communists are starting to stage their revolution and – and there's no money and the the war was going on and and the, you know the british are there and they're trying to they're trying to make sure that things keep stable you know for their own interests and, and stuff like that and there's a lot of hands in the pot who care about what happens and you know protecting money and interest and in power and all of that stuff. and and rasputin is sort of at the center of it uh and he's this figure who is part of serpentor and has been around <laughs> <laughs> for you know in popular culture for a long time, and he's kind of mysterious. There's actually a lot known about him now, uh, and you can go read his whole, uh, you know, Wikipedia entry, or I'm sure there are books also <laughs> if you're into books? that. Uh, but I'm he's bad. he's a you know he's a fascinating character. Even just looking at him, it's kind of you know. <laughs> um, but this you know this felt a lot like it felt a lot like a, a sort of uh, a, a prequel sort of Queen and Country kind of story. Uh, but in a in a sort of realistic setting, and I really liked that the sort of art style uh, harkened to that, and it, there were British SIS agents, um, which isn't to say that it was like just a guy doing a Queen and Country story, because it's not. But it just made me think of the things that I liked about that kind of thing. I, it's a it's a big story. It's 245 pages, and it's about this conspiracy that takes place um, to take care of Rasputin and sort of the uh, the the power movement that that. Take care of him? What do you mean,
0: like serve him dinner or buy uh, clothes or?
1: kill him <laughs> kill him spoilers yeah um i actually didn't know exactly what happened so i read oh, you it didn't you know. oh you didn't oh, oh, it's it's
2: crazy. oh wow it's yeah no i like, but it's i didn't crazy. know
1: if, you like, almost
0: can't make that shit up
1: yeah, well, exactly. That's the thing. Like, and I, I kind of knew bits and pieces of it, but I'd never sort of sat down and read it in one, you know, one the, thing. Ex-
0: the, the true extent of how hard they yeah. tried to kill him. I, went
2: through, a, I yeah. went through a, I went through a mean Rasputin phase, like in high school, like it's, I yeah. was just fascinated. Like it, it was, yeah. there was like maybe like six months where it was like Rasputin, Nostradamus, like all those, pretty much before the History Channel started pumping out all those specials, right. I went through a hardcore phase and read all about Rasputin, crazy shit, and the, and the, the political ramifications, the the stranglehold he had on the Tsar and yeah. his family was insane like the influence he had was in they affect us to
1: this day yeah i mean it's it's really fascinating this and i don't want to say exactly what happens if you don't know then you may as well read it like a drama and it's good but i will say that the whole sequence leading up to the sort of climax of this is is so well done and so exciting and so uh it's just you don't know where it's gonna go and i mean you do but uh like it's just nuts yeah uh and the fact that it really happened mostly this way is is pretty impressive. Also, it's funny because um, you, you
2: said you you, com- you made some comment I forget where, but that if there was ever a book that was made for you, and that's yeah. exactly what I thought when I first when Oni first told us about this book and showed us some pages. My th- I'm like, oh, Josh is gonna love this. Oh, and he and he did, <laughs> and he, he really did.
1: Uh, you know, I talked to the guys who did it very briefly at the end of San Diego, and you know, really nice guys. And and Tyler Crook is the new artist on on BBRD. Like we said, we've had him on the show. Um, you know, and he's a great artist for BBRD. I can see why Mike Manuela saw this and was like him. Yep. You know, definitely uh, in the sort of you know fits in with the Guy Davis style. But you know, the whole thing is it's mostly talking heads. Yeah. Uh, a lot and I don't say that in a bad way because the other the thing that's impressive is that there's all these white dudes you know wearing regular clothes and and you can tell who the different people are and and the, the acting is really strong and the the sort of uh, characterizations and, and stuff like that are, are all very good. And then the other part of it is the setting. Uh it's just so well done. Uh just you, you get the feel for this city in this other place. And I always really like and another time. City in another place in another time. This this fascinating point in history that most of us have no idea what it would be like, you know, to actually be part of this. Um, it, gets my, it gets my like highest recommendation. I, I totally enjoy this. In addition, and I actually didn't write this in my review. It's a really wonderful package.
2: Uh, oh yeah, for- the, the the book the the production is amazing. It's beautiful. Yep. Yeah, they did nice
1: hardcover sort of uh, fabric. You know, made it to the, the I don't know what the terminology regular. I, cover.
2: And I would I really wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if you walked into a, a Barnes and Noble and found this in like the in the biography section. Mm-hmm. or like in the so, history section you know not just in the graphic novel section I mean like it's, it's that it's that you know like it's it's definitely a genre crossing book you know
1: it's the kind of thing that I, I, I would see I could totally see people using this to teach parts of European history if yeah. you're trying to make it interesting well, that's to people a great because idea. Uh, you know it's done well enough that, that it's compelling but also you know it lays it all out there in a way that the prose can't necessarily yeah. and, and there's there's a big bibliography in the back so it's not it's not done half-assed they've been working on this for a long time yeah a long time Uh, I have a question about
0: the book. Yeah. How much time is spent on the Russian hobo culture?
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, hang on. Well, actually, at the end –
2: Guy's kind of a hobo. <laughs> Slim <laughs> Ivan. Trained. It's Slim Ivan. <laughs> yeah, so. Cool. So um, go to ifanboy.com where you can read Josh's full book of the month review. It'll be up all month. You can check it out and check out Patrick Grant. It's a great book. It's definitely one of the uh, best books coming out of Oni in a while. I think the graphic novel kind of packaging the whole product. So damn fine book. Cool. Awesome. So onto the emails. Our first email comes from Steve, who has a question. I was just wondering which male superheroes use the most product in their hair. I started wondering this after I saw the first image of Henry Cavill as Superman.
1: In real life? Because I think that Wolverines is all natural oils, but yeah. in a movie, I imagine there's a lot of
0: stuff going on there. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the comics, in the comics, who, yeah, you in the uses comics. <laughs> who uses the most product? Cyclops as drawn by do um, the, land. Oh, oh,
1: fucking yes. Do, <laughs> the, uh, do the nanobots that Booster Gold use count?
2: Is that product? <laughs> Who's got the best hair? That's a good question. I feel like Wonder, Wonder Man probably uses, like, a shit ton of movies. Wonder Man had, like, uh, he had soul glow on his hair. Yeah, exactly. I feel like Wonder Man probably. That's my vote, so...
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll go with I'll go with that that actually really works. Yeah. <laughs> see, the thing the thing that you don't understand is that a lot of the superheroes have the hoods and masks like they know what's up. They don't want to have to fix their stuff every time right, or have exactly. it, you know, if you're like me and if it get, you get hot and it gets kind of humid then your hair just gets really puffy. That's not going to work if you're fighting crime in New York City in August.
0: Right. I want to see them start doing a lot of like hood hair drawings right. think of the hood and it's just matted no one I feel like no Oliver Queen, ever has hat hair
2: I feel like Oliver no. Queen has similar hair to you Josh like when it gets really humid I see like yes. the, the yes. Green Arrow's hair getting puffy and, yeah, yeah so. that's how Neil Adams drew it yeah exactly
0: I think. Anyway. Um, well thank you for you making the Ditty, so there was a lot of humidity to deal with right. yeah one last email Connor Isaac writes and says one of my new favorite shows on Hulu is Misfits a British science fiction drama comedy series about a group of kids on probation who gain superpowers after an electrical storm as far as I know, it's not be- really based on anything. Although some of the broad strokes of the plot, characters, and powers are familiar enough, this has got me thinking. There are actually a couple of superhero movies and television shows that aren't adapted from comics that are pretty good, and a lot of them are sub- sublimely awful. You know, like Darkman, The Incredibles, and Mantis. Seriously, was the last thing you thought about Mantis? What are some of your favorite superhero TV shows or movies that are not based on a comic book? And are there any you wish you did have a comic book? Well, like? wait a minute. The Incredibles was awful. It's not. I don't, I don't know if he mixed those all together as. a, yeah. a as as an example of, of non, he says there are a lot of that are pretty good and some
2: that are su- sublimely awful. You know, like Dark Man, The Incredibles, and Mantis. I, I feel like he's intimidating. That, that seems
0: to imply The Incredibles was awful. When, well, one? The Incredibles was awesome.
2: Well, so. The
1: Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four movie ever.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I've I've never thought about Mantis. Uh, yeah, neither, neither have I. Do you remember? There M- you go. Mutant X, Connor. Yes,
1: I do remember that. Didn't Howard Jacob <laughs> work on that? Yeah, he did. Yeah. There we go. I really enjoyed. Uh, the first season of Heroes, but that may have just been the experience of well, watching it with you.
2: No,
0: the first season was good. Yeah, I'm yeah. really,
2: I'm really enjoying Misfits as well on Hulu, and it's got a very Heroes feel, but with that British tug and cheek. Like they, it went the different route. Like at one point, they all get the powers, and somebody, one of the characters goes, "Oh, we could be superheroes," and somebody else goes, "No, that just happens in America." And so, <laughs> like, and
0: so it's very, uh, very clever in that
2: regard. But um, yeah, it, it reminds me of the first season of Heroes, which I did enjoy as well. So
0: I like the specials. You remember that movie? like Rob
2: Lowe. I never saw whatever. it. Oh, Mystery Men. Mystery Men is good too. I like that. Mystery Men is great. We, I remember, we watched that at your house a couple of months ago, right? Yeah. I thought the
1: cape was excellent. Wait. No, I, don't, <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't mean that at all. Um, I, I couldn't even sit through the commercial.
2: <laughs> Did either of you watch that? No. No. God, no. Wow, that's how bad that was. Yeah. Mm. I'm trying to think what else are comic book movies
0: that aren't comic book movies? The first half of that one with Will Smith was good. Hancock? Yeah. Yeah. The first half was good. The second half was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh I don't remember the name of it. My super ex girlfriend? I'm just naming things now. Oh, you know, my uh not that one, but the other one, uh Sky High was good. Oh Sky yes, yeah. Bad. Sky High I was read. good,
2: yeah.
0: Um was
2: push was that based on a comic or no? I don't I don't think so. That was all, that was alright. That was the, that was the- I really what what was that? Jumper. I really wanted Jumper, that to be good.
0: Yeah. Jumper, Jumper was, was the Hayden good. was the
2: Hayden Christensen one, right? Yeah. yeah and, it was Push not was the, good. and Push was the Chris Evans one. Push was yes. good. You should watch Push.
0: Okay. So, yeah. People liked the um, Michael Douglas one that was just out uh, last year. That got canceled. Really? Yeah, uh, they did. No people family? Yeah, people who watched it liked it, I but I knew.
2: Yeah. Oh, what was that movie that came uh, Watchmen? Watchmen.
1: Yeah. That would never fly. <laughs>
2: Anyway, uh, oh my uh, classic TV show, one of my greatest, uh, uh, Great American Hero, Greatest American, great American hero. Hero. Yep. hero, loved yeah. it. Great yeah. show, great show. The thing's on Netflix. So cool. All right, well there you okay, go.
1: What's happened to Sorry.
2: So if you have any questions, email us at contact@ifanboy.com. It's always good to hear from you. We're skipping the voicemail since we talked about the book of the ma- book of the month, but that shouldn't stop you from calling in. Uh, call in at one eight 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 Fanboys. It's 1-888-326-2697 Always a pleasure to hear from all of you with your questions. So keep them short, keep them in about thirty seconds, um, and please do that. The
1: Don't Miss podcast, uh, we think we have something lined up, but I'm not going to promise that. If we yet. do, it's going to be awesome. That's kind of where we're at. We're, yeah. going, we're shooting for the stars is what we're doing. Yeah. Is it
2: Rasputin? Yes, it's Rasputin.
1: It's, it's Rasputin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. But <laughs>
1: We get a lot of press. I'm just saying. What I would say is that go check out the Don't Miss podcast, which, which every, every Monday well, we'll tell you about a book that's coming out. Who did you talk to uh, this
2: past Monday? You talked to Dark Horse? Uh,
1: I talked to Jeremy Barlow of Dark Horse Comics. did a book called Cult Number 1. Uh, which is a, a mini series based on a Swedish role playing game. <laughs> nice. <laughs> which I just, I love saying. I yep. just, and at one point he said, a little known Swedish role playing game. I was like, that's the strangest licensed title I've ever heard of in
2: my life. That's awesome. Sorry. And then I was disappointed to know that he hadn't tried to play it. So every Monday on iFanboy.com, get don't miss, go subscribe to it on iTunes. Um, it's a nice little 15 minute podcast for your pleasure,
0: for her pleasure as well. <laughs> the if you look back on the feed behind the show I'm trying to push through Cowboys and Aliens there's a Cowboys and Aliens show that Ron and I and Paul Montgomery talked we chatted for about half an hour about Cowboys and Aliens so if you saw that movie or even if you didn't and you want to hear us devolve into talking about it. Adventures of Pete and Pete um, I
2: knew it was that guy I knew <laughs>
0: it check out the Cowboys the Alien show on this feed right behind this or go to family.com and stream it anywhere you get our show you can find it the second show behind that one is
2: yes we did a talk explode as well uh, with uh, uh, D.B. Cooper yeah, no. Well, no it's not with TV Cooper how uh, awesome would that be what? oh my god that would get some good numbers no we spoke to uh, and com- a visit from the FBI <laughs> we spoke to uh, comic book creator Brian Chirilla um, who when I asked him how to pronounce his name he said it's like church and gorilla made into one word <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, the, he is doing a—he's writing, drawing, and coloring a new ongoing series from Oni Press called *The Secret History of DB Cooper*. And if you know anything about the mystery of DB Cooper, you're going to want to read this comic book. So listen to the talk show. It's it's two clicks down in the feed, um, as well as a post on iFanboy.com where you can see some art and things like that. But uh, uh, definitely very interesting stuff. Uh, he's he's through the looking glass here, people. So
1: I would I would go to church if there was a gorilla. <laughs> A lot. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, Check out iFanboy.com to read the Pick of the Week review as written by Connor on Severed and the Book of the Month review as written by me and all the other stuff that goes up there. Pictures of Superman, for example, in his hair. Movie stills. Movie stills. Movie stills. Stills Movies. I I think Tom's making fun of
0: us. (laughs)
1: Fucking Tom. (laughs) So do you know which side his bread is buttered on, man? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, and all the stuff, conversations going on there about all the big topics and stuff that happened in comics and uh, this week. It was a big week. Uh, for movie stills <laughs> and, and diversity. Uh, you can also listen to the Word Balloon podcast. Or you can go to slash about and you can learn about who we are and other ways to connect with us and social networks and things like that. There's also the video show. I can't get that song out of my
0: head. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Uh, San Diego we'll part involved one the here. The, uh, <laughs> It's really similar to the Spanish Flea song <laughs> It really is And so like if you go from the Robert Kirkman show To that one as I did It's going to You're not going to sleep well
2: I love uh, the Spanish Flea song Part one <laughs> he looks so young
0: i know it's we need to
2: update those images no <laughs> that's is, what's great the about thing them. is also he loves it like he's like he's like yeah the ra- the rainbow intro like, he said the rainbow and i'm like what are you talking about
1: I'm like, oh the intro right <laughs> we don't know how to animate uh the first show uh, went up and the second show will be up next week uh Closer than you knew, um, but uh, the first one uh, jam packed with, with cool people and, and and great stuff in comics, and, and there'll be more next week. But uh, man, Chad Michael Murray has some fans. You know what he I'm does. saying? He does. He does. They're loyal. Cool. But uh, really, really good shows. Great interviews this year. I thought more to come.
0: You can email us at contact@ifanboy.com or call our voicemail line eight 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 fanboys three two six two six nine seven. Send in any movie stills you've got, please. If you were on a movie set and you took some stills, send them in. What, what's the them?
2: Yeah,
0: do it. <laughs> no
2: risk. <laughs> and if you like what you listen to go to itunes and write a review tell your friends tell uh the folks at your comic book store tell anybody tell your girlfriend tell your other girlfriend tell them all about ifanboy help us spread that word about ifanboy.com um we rely on you to help us be more popular thank you <laughs> well it's word of mouth and, you know it's, and for movie stills and for movie stills
1: yes <laughs> Just, I'm just saying, just take a picture. Yeah, just come on. Just set up a, a quick, camera. Snap. Don't,
0: quick snap. You're on the set. Just yeah. take a still. No, yeah.
1: no one has to know that that camera is there.
0: <laughs> You've got a you, phone, don't you? They've
2: you, all got a phone. Yeah, we won't say it came from you. It's okay. Gonna,
1: <laughs> unless you want that, then we will. It's up to you, the movie still provider.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, so until next time, I'm going to go look for some movie stills. I'm Ron. I'm Connor.
1: Did you guys see this movie still? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, this is just a picture of me. I'm John. <laughs>